Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 223. And tonight, it is December 27th, 2011. Great to have you here. For those of you who are following along in the uh, in the, the IRC logs, the chat logs after the fact, uh, in our show notes for episode number 223, uh, please note we are uh, delayed by five minutes tonight. And we're here. Wow. Hey, Eric. I just thought I was a little taller than you, so I thought I'd adjust my yeah. chair. I think... Uh, yeah, Thanks, yeah. In the water. Right. Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah, I, uh, what a... Cool Beans is uh, cool in her beans or something couldn't be here. Derek's filling in for uh, Hillary Rumble, who couldn't be with us tonight uh, unexpectedly. So, so you've got the short fat guy sitting beside you. And happy to have you I'm here. happy to be here. But literally, I mean 15 minutes before the show, okay, it's when we usually get Eric all set up and ready to go, uh, and I fired up your computer for the first time in a week. It was shut off over the Christmas break, turned it on, and Becca upstairs two flights above me heard the bang you know what i'm no expert although people think i am but that can't be good can't be good <laughs> can't be good never heard that bang you know, before and it's funny because i had a friend call me today i i need to get some stuff off my computer it stopped working and and i said oh well okay well it's no problem does it sure. still work uh, uh no there <laughs> was there was smoke and oh, a really bad smell and <laughs> must be going around. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, we didn't have too bad of a smell, but it, no. it must have been the power supply or something exploded. So something internal uh, went, yeah. went bad right then. As soon as I hit that power switch, kaboom. Literally. It was like a bomb going off. Let's hope it was the power supply and not uh, some important component on the board. Nah. Well, hey. At least, you know, what do you really do around here? I mean, you look at the chat room and... And uh, you know, sir, basically, he's pretty much know, watching YouTube as we're smoking cigarettes, drinking whiskey, and telling yeah. lies. That's my it's job. Pretty much yeah, what pretty what much. he is here for. Um. Um, well, you know what? Now, well, since you're here, anyways, maybe you could let people know what's coming up uh, in the news in about a half hour's time. In you about half know. an hour's time. Yeah. Well, coming up in the newsroom, Java is being removed from Ubuntu, but I've got a cup full of Java. Well, my Ubuntu cup. It's being removed. <laughs> it's going into your gullet. Samsung is buying out Sony's entire stake in their LCD TV venture. Oh. And a man is being sued by his former employer for keeping his Twitter followers. Whoa. Interesting. Hmm. I was going to make some kind of a twit comment, but I best not. Apple is being fined $1.2 million in Italy for... Was that million dollars or a million euros? That's okay. that's dollars, yeah. Oh, that's a pile of money, no matter what way you slice it. Apple is being fined $1.2 million in Italy for misleading customers regarding AppleCare. And a smart vending... That was smart. Vending machine determines what you want. Stick around. These stories and others are coming up later in the show. Thanks, Eric. You are welcome, Robbie. Got a postcard this week. Very cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, check it out. There you go comes to us from uh, from Raffer. Raffer sent this in, I guess, just before oh. the break. It says, uh, Moin Category 5 team, as you always request, you hereby got your postcard. Wow. Your show is always fun to watch, so please keep up the good work. The town on the front is Kiel, I believe is uh, how you would say it. K-I-E-L. Yeah, I was born there. Kiel? Kiel? Maybe. Maybe. Gadget Wisdom Guru or Chris Reich, are you in the uh, in the chat room? And it's got the, you are the thing uh, over top of the. Police. Yeah, it's got that thing over you top. You know, it'd probably no, be good just to ask Raffer. No, Raffer, how, am I right? Is it Kiel? Or it's it? Natterkost for Kyle. And what are you even on about? I was reading up there. Oh. Oh, so the town is. Yeah, oh. they say. We don't close. know. Where. I'm close. All right, so it's. Okay, so you Kiel. like Kiel? Kiel. Okay, I said Kiel. You said Kiel. You say tomato, and I say tomato. Just yeah. reading the teleprompter. Okay. As, as yes. was said. Yes. On, I told you that I story. love that. It was a jazz. Saturday uh, night. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was born there uh, in Kiel. Even, uh, even if I don't live there anymore, 
I'm still kind of connected to it. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, wishes from Raffer in Germany. Raffer, cheers. Thank you so much for sending us your postcard. And a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. All the best for 2012. Uh, and I'd love to send you some uh, viewer points as well. So after the show tonight, I'll, I'll extend some viewer points as a thank you to you. If you'd like to send in your postcard, which we love to receive, uh, just uh, you'll find our mailing address at the bottom of our website, uh, category5.tv. You'll see it there. Just scroll all the way down to the bottom of the website, and our postal box is there. Very cool. Uh, Raffer, I think it got here a, a day before the post office closed, so maybe the 23rd or something like that. Well, that was sent on the sixteenth. So That's pretty good from yeah, Germany. Not, not horrible, yeah. Considering if I send something to Bracebridge, an hour away from here, an hour's drive, <laughs> it will take three weeks to get there. That's that's pretty impressive. Wow, because it's got to go down to Toronto and then out to Windsor yeah. and then up to. It's wild. Hmm. Cool. Uh, so, how was your Christmas? It was splendid. Yeah. Had the whole family over to my place. I, uh, Wonderful. Yeah, you were cooking I, for them I, this year. Oh, I did lots of prep, and I, yeah. uh, you know, and then I got stressed out, you know, sort of the night before. You were saying, weeping oh, in the corner. And well, well, mom's not been doing all that well, so mm. she always makes this great trifle. It's got layers of custard and fruits and jellos and pound cakes and all kinds of great things. And yeah, layers of this. Yeah, she makes this bowl that's ginormous, and I usually have leftovers for three weeks. It's great. Mom, he no, didn't, he didn't bring me any. Um, but uh, she's not doing so well. So I, Christmas Eve, I'd gone out to the stores and I got all the ingredients oh, and tried to figure it okay. out because she couldn't even remember the recipe for uh-huh. me. So, but we we got it and it worked really well. And then somebody said, "What? No pumpkin pie? That's really traditional." So I made one of those. <laughs> I got to bed about six thirty uh, in the morning uh, Christmas Eve, which was Christmas morning. Got up wow. at nine, started. To, anyway, I got everybody fed. Nobody went hungry. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Good. Nice I, to uh, nice to get together with family. I overate. Yeah. And, uh, hey. I did pretty good this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than the occasional dessert that I probably shouldn't have had, but <laughs> I still have a trifle if anybody wants to come over. That yeah. sounds good. Oh, and I made a Charlotte Russe, too. Did I mention I made a turkey? And I, Charlotte Russe? Oh, it's lovely. It's uh, it's gelatin-based, but there's uh, whipped cream. There's, um, you know, whipped egg whites and that sort of thing. And it's okay. all... Like a meringue? A or like a yeah, mousse? but not cooked to a meringue kind yeah. of thing. It's a cold... Uh, it's, it's hard to describe. It's light and nice. Yeah. Yeah. He'll have to bring us some. I'll, I'll, I should have brought some in tonight. He should have brought there some in tonight. There won't be any next week. I'll, the I'll make a new one and, uh, next time I'm in. I'll bring it here. We'll do the unboxing. Yeah. The ceremony is unboxing of the Charlotte Russe. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And the eating of. I got a, a so were the kids gift. excited? They were just yeah. ecstatic. It was a great year for that. Yeah, um, my poor, the perfect age for that. Yeah. My son, uh, our youngest, was teething through the whole event so that was a little bit devastating because the poor guy right like he doesn't get it that yeah. you know this pain that's inflicted in my mouth is for Usually growth it's, purposes it's mom and dad are doing oh <laughs> yeah so that was the only downside really you just kind of feel like you you missed out a little bit because you're you know poor becca's tending to the baby non-stop yeah. and but uh but the kids just had a fantastic no, the kids time. are the perfect age i mean yeah. mine you know it's it's like it used to be like they'd be up before I'd, you know before dawn yeah and now it's mm-hmm. like they're they're well they're 21 they're 19 and they're 17 and they're sleeping you gotta wake it's like waking them hey, up to, on, get, to get up for school Santa came. <laughs> come on kids get up come on yeah no i got uh, i got something uh for for myself as a gift that uh, oh. i thought you would appreciate i don't know if you've ever seen one of these this is handcrafted oh, that's an appalachian dulcimer is it not it is and depending on what part of the state you live, it could be Appalachian or Appalachian. But if this you live in the Appalachians, it's an Appalachian. Every day is a is a pronunciation lesson with Eric Kidd. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, this is handcrafted, beautiful Sweet. instrument. I have yet to learn to do you play. Have, have a you feather? ever played one? I do not have a feather. A All feather? I have is a soft guitar pick. Oh. Okay. It's got a nice and sound. usually uh, the the one string is your melody, and the others you use yeah, kind of as a Yeah. Well, drone. it's actually two strings. That are tuned identical. Right. So you get that kind of. Yeah, so you, but and these tone. others kind of drone, so you're strumming yeah. your. You got the bass. And then these three are the same. Yeah. Have you played nice. one? I, I have not really played one for. but uh, So typically. You typically put you it on your lap, yeah, you and you play it. But it's an open tuning. Oh, yeah. So we got these drone strings kind of happening. Yeah. That's kind of fun. That's nice, eh? 
Well, actually, we're so turning this, is, this into a variety show. Welcome. It's going to be great. It's going to be great fun. Starring So, you know, this Eric is not really visually appealing, having that down under the no, desk, No, you know. So. But yeah. there it is. But... Uh, uh, yeah, I was quite impressed. I, I love I like that. Celtic and, and world instruments. Um, that's I have like, a, that's a, like a real folk instrument where yeah. you know, like the folks in different areas have little different twists on how they play them. And how, I, I would think how they're and built, too. And exactly, being that it's yeah. handcrafted, it's, it's made from wood it's uh, local from Port Carling, yeah. Ontario. Uh, very unique. So Very nice. Yeah, very cool stuff. Well, Dennis Kelly said I did a great job Fantastic there. job for so the first touch thank you. on a dulcimer. Yeah, yeah, we did say that was a dulcimer. Yeah, Chris Wright. He's. <laughs> I, I play. Uh, I uh, well, I I, I play the uh, Irish tin whistle as well, okay. and I have a, a low D, which is my. I, I love that that flute. Like it's just beautiful. The the haunting kind of sound to it. Maybe next week we'll talk him into bringing that up. There you go. At some point in the not too distant future, we're going to uh, record a tune, aren't we? Yes, we're gonna put it together, and That's we're gonna put together we're gonna a little. We're gonna put together a little video showing the making of it. I hope. But it, it's it, you know the the question comes up. Well, what are we gonna do? What what do the viewers want to see? I mean, I, I know Eric is really all about the hip hop, you know, and then <laughs> the street. Okay, um, that is a little closer to my home. That's kind of what I'm the, thinking, eh? Than like the the uh, the auto tune voice thing that you <laughs> might use. So, but Agamotto loves that. Ah, yes, I recall he uh, commented on that. <laughs> but um, if we were to take, uh, say, the dulcimer, the, uh, the, the tin whistle, your, your acoustic guitar, and put something together, lay down some tracks. Good. Yeah. Uh, G. Siegel says, um, you know, a la Run DMC. Actually, you know, that is one of my favorite videos of all time where Run DMC are uh, um, practicing in the studio right next to where uh, uh, Aerosmith are... Uh, Doing. Uh, I haven't seen. No, no. Oh Unless my. it's like something there, I saw on YouTube. Aerosmith starting out with "Walk This Way," yeah, yeah. you know, with the great lick at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, just as uh, Tyler goes to start singing, Run DMC starts rapping the tune, and this is a big oh, Aerosmith. Neat. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's really, really, really well done. It's 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 a uh, it's cool. That sounds cool. It's cool. Everybody's gonna be googling it very you soon. You should YouTube that. Yeah. Or Google it, or do whatever you like with it after uh, the show. You should after, yeah, the, after show, the show. People. Indeed. Tonight we're going to be giving away a pogo plug to those of you who have sent in your viewer testimonials. So stick Whoa. around. Um, also, we're going to learn to customize Debian. We've been having this kind of issue with Ubuntu and the direction that that's been going, and so we've been looking at different distributions and then saying, you know what? Why don't we take it back to the base of all Debian-based operating systems, which is to take it right back to Debian and say, you know, let's customize this. Let's make it our own operating system right from the get-go. Because that's really all that Ubuntu started out yeah. as was Debian. That's what Mint is, and you know all these different distributions that are out there are based on Debian. Okay. So let's take Debian and let's see what we can do with it to make it look the way that uh, that we would want it to look on our desktop. Okay. So, so we could have a Cat Five Linux. Well, just uh, you know, custom for each individual user. So okay. not so much a Cat Five. I mean, tonight, sure, but uh, it may be <laughs> a little different for each each. You could have you. a Chris Reich Arg Linux. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Desktop wallpaper uh, paper of uh, <laughs> Father Jack, I, I would think. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, it's good to see everybody in the chat room. Nice to see you. They're, they're looking good. A couple of folks out there have gained a bit of weight, though. I <laughs> oh. This is, this is the proportion of the mug, as Jot was saying. It's, it's massive on the screen. It's, because of, it's, it's not because I've lost weight. Uh, it is, is that, just is a giant. Is? This is a liter mug or something like that. I mean, it's bigger than my face. It's like a Frio OCK. <laughs> Dennis oh. Kelly's wife. Alas, he didn't tell me your name. <laughs> Hi, Dennis Kelly's wife. Hello, Dennis Kelly's wife. It's nice to see you. What you doing after the show? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Never oh, mind this guy. Oh, hey, Beverly. Hey, Beverly. Nice to see you. Sorry. So... You got he, he didn't ask me to say hi. It was <laughs> only you. <laughs> Sorry. How about a question? Would you like a yeah. question yet? Yeah. I'd okay. love a question. I have a question. All right. Actually, somebody uh, who was watching the show, I was showing them clips. Of, What's that little funny thing beside his mouth? That's his microphone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hi, Robbie and gang. First, I want to thank you for your answer you gave me about 
compositing. I was almost going to say composting. (laughs) Actually, I'm quite into gardening and organic gardening and stuff. So when I see compositing, I immediately (laughs) think think about compost. Desktop Zoom (laughs) and the X-Zoom alternative. Should I do that sentence over? Was there a little bit of a digression in the middle there? I kind of lost track. Okay, first I want to thank you for your answer you gave me about compositing desktop Zoom and the X-Zoom alternative. You're going to talk while I'm talking, mister? I just was was responding to our... I can't work under these conditions. I finally switched fully to Linux. Since I only have a 60 gigabyte uh, drive in my PC, I'm wondering how to use my external drive with all my music and movies on it. A, as a home directory, or, which sounds better, create symbolic links to my music and movie folders. Since I would prefer the second method, could you give me your opinion which of the two methods would be better or suggest a better way to access my music and movies from my Mm. home directory? My external hard drive isn't always on when I switch on the computer. Thanks for the help. Dennis, from very early morning Sunday, Germany. Very early morning, Germany. I'm not sure where I got Sunday from. Just thought he'd make up words and throw them in. Glass is empty. Hey. Sorry. Um, A, as a home directory, no. Because your your drive isn't always on. That's a big problem, right? I mean, if your drive is not on and you try to boot up your computer and there's no home folder, all kinds of messes could happen. Um, Two, the the issue when when you say that you have an external drive, 60 gigabyte SSD internal, and then you've got... Does he say the the type of it it's just says my external, external HDD? See, here's here's my concern, Dennis, is that an external hard drive is it ESATA? If it's ESATA, great, it's traveling at three gigabits a second, very similarly to the internal hard drives of your computer. So speed is not a problem. If it's USB 2.0 or USB 1.0 or 1.1, you don't want to do that. I mean, you're looking at going from 3 gigabits a second down to 480 megabits per second or lower. USB is not necessarily the, the fastest kind of thing because it's a shared bus, right? So if you have two hard drives running on the USB bus and they're on the same bus, they're going to be sharing that bandwidth. So, And it's a total of 480 megabits. So I wouldn't necessarily use external USB 2.0 or under if you were going to be streaming, you know, accessing files and wanting them to be quick. So home folders out of the question. Music, mm, they're small files, so big deal, right? It could be anything. It could be a little flashcard and, and you're good to go. Uh, but as far as videos go, you could have some stuttering if you're using HD, things like that, on an external drive. If it's ESATA, again, problem solved. And people are probably going to say, well, if it's USB 3, you, it's going to be 5 gigabits a second as well. So true enough. Uh, but USB, again, is still a shared bus platform so the more stuff you have plugged in the less bandwidth you have per device so uh so keep that in mind but um externally do you want to create sim links you know what i would do here's here's what i would do because what would you do i i would say because of the scenario because it's an external hard drive it's not always on i would create a folder in your my music folder and call it external right go on to the external drive create a folder called music okay and put all your music in there. Then through FS tab, create uh, uh, an auto mounting um, entry to that MP3 or music folder on the drive and mount it to slash home slash your name slash music slash external. So then whenever that drive is plugged in, it automatically mounts. You've got access to the, uh, the, the music through your external, uh, it's called a mount point. Do the same for video. Don't mount it to slash video in your home folder. Instead, create a folder in video called external. Create the proper uh, mount points and uh, and add them to your FS tab entry as auto mounting entries. That's one way. I mean, you could do sim links if you prefer. Um, but then again, uh, you'd have to re you'd have to recreate those sim links every time you disconnected the drive. So that would be a little bit problematic. So. So there. Good luck. All right. Hope that helps. What are you giggling about here? Oh, I'm just watching chat room. Yeah. Making notes. <laughs> Laughing at your pronunciation. No, actually, I wasn't doing that this time around. I have control um, over the CG, so you watch out. <laughs> I, I see somebody out there from Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Brian Murray. Hey, Brian Murray. And it's apparently first time in the chat room, so hey, I cool. thought we should say a big hey out there. Yeah, hey. Hey. 
Nice to have you here. My grandfather was from Edinburgh. Yeah? He was a Morrison. Don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Felt like this great weight was on the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. All right. Okay. Made you look. Uh, in answer to the, uh, you know, there, there, there's a bit of a movement suggesting we get uh, WWRD bracelets, all, all of us. You know, what would Robbie do? Uh, <laughs> he'd squish your face with the CG effects if he weren't. Well, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're causing trouble, then, you know, it's, it's inevitable. I don't think so. <laughs> We've got more viewer questions we're going to come right back to. Uh, but uh, before we do that, we've got to jump over to, uh, to a, a, a supporter message. Uh, we'll be back right after this. They're hitting the road or the dusty trails. Liquid Image Canada captures the action with a true point of view HD video camera built directly into a high quality MX goggle. It records every bit of the excitement exactly how you see it. If high octane isn't your thing, take a relaxing underwater adventure and capture it forever in high definition video with a high quality underwater camera mask from Liquid Image Canada. Perfect for the enthusiast snorkeler or the deep sea diver. Check out the entire line of camera masks for every sport. LiquidImageCanada.com This is Category 5 Technology TV, and we're online at www.category5.tv. So good to see you. It's good to be seen at this age, you know. (laughs) That was a Keith Richards line. We have more questions. It is now. Are we ready for more questions? Ready for more questions. Okay. Well, this is from Harry Burgos. Hey, Harry. He's basically uh, saying, never mind uh, pronouncing it. He's just IDing himself. He, he gave me oh, another name here. So, Joe jo Harry Edgar. Right. Ah. There you go. Well done, I think. Anyway, he's uh, using uh, Zorin OS, using cool. Meppard. Is that Meopard or Meppard? Looks like Leopard. Um, okay. The question is, how can I watch Netflix on my laptop using oh. Zorin OS? Do I have to install VirtualBox and install any wind flavor in it? Yuck. That, wasn't, that was a bit harsh. I couldn't get a postcard from my beautiful island. I'm uh, living in western New York now, but just thought that being so cold up here and there, it may be a good warm feeling to look at this. Thanks for your answer, and hopefully I don't have to install that anymore in my nice, happy, fast laptop. Are you able to get hmm. that picture? Uh, this was sent by email, was it? Yes, it was. All right, let me, uh, let me see if I can um, So what is your nice, so, beautiful island? What, what island is that? Let's see if we can uh, find the picture. I'm but in the meantime, that's I'll not New the York question. Island. Um, <laughs> the the problem is, yes, uh, Netflix does require Windows at this point, uh, being that it was uh, developed under Silver, Silverlight, and uh, none of the free open source alternatives are any longer supporting uh, Netflix because Netflix has, you know, migrated over to a particular version of Silverlight. So, what are you looking at? I'm they just can see looking you. at the chair here. Oh. See? Making See, sure when I showed up here, Robbie sure had my chair, well, down to about here. So it was kind of the, you know, David Letterman thing, kind of have your host down below you a bit. So, I mean, your guest. Your guest. Yeah, so. Huh. How interesting. Okay. Oh, and I've got another entry for our draw tonight. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis. All right. I'm just writing this down. So, yeah, the, the problem with, with Netflix is it does require Windows, and I'm so sorry about that. I mean, we don't, uh, we don't have anything to do with it, but it is a shame. Um, let's see. Oh, I didn't get Dennis. I was waiting for you to get back to me. Oh, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a testimonial. Did Dennis send in a testimonial? We're going to have to check before we do our draw. Sorry. Okay. I digress. Netflix, you can you can install VirtualBox. Stick Windows XP on there. You know that's probably the the simplest way to do it without going all out and and uh, you know doing a, a Windows install per se and just use it. But you you need to have 3D acceleration, so you've got to have a pretty good host card in order to do it. And then you've got to have your guest has to have 3D acceleration. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to use the Netflix interface because right. it uses 3D, right? So here's here's the picture of the island. Wow. And you are right. I uh, wish I was there. Where are we? Although under these lights, it does kind of feel. Yeah, it's good and warm in here, Robbie. I, uh, you know, I'm familiar with a couple of reefs, and this is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Can't recognize it. Uh, th- I, I should just make something up. You know, this is like 
This is Barry's Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Just that's well, it's beautiful, lovely. Um, Hope you're enjoying the weather. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Nobody's telling us where it is. It's snowy and uh, what on earth? (gasps) (laughs) Okay, you made it. There's an alien. I'm not too sure what's happening right now. Okay. Yes. I got nothing. I got nothing. a little spocky going on here. We should probably hit the news. <laughs> you think? I can't even read after that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think boy. it's time for news, dude. Mm, I do. Okay, well... Did I mention Robbie broke the other computer earlier? <laughs> yes, okay. he's having. We, we, fortunately, we have a laptop set up. Yes, it was a it was a fail safe. So here are the top stories in the Category Five TV newsroom. Oracle's Sun Java JDK packages are to be removed from the Ubuntu partner repositories and disabled on user systems after Oracle's Larry Ellison ruled that the retiring the operating system distributor license for Java means Canonical can no longer have permission to use it. The change will affect users all the way back to Ubuntu 10.04. Those who have Sun Java 6 package installed on their system will see it removed via a future software update. If it's not clear when this it is not clear when this will be. Canonical are saying that anyone requiring the software will need to switch to open source alternatives. Well, that's something. Uh, Samsung Electronics has agreed to buy out Sony's entire stake in their liquid crystal display joint venture. The Korean electronics maker said it will pay Sony 1.0 trillion. I'm thinking. Is TN trillion? Form for trillion? It's a lot of. Or, or 939 million or 600 pounds in cash for oh, its stake. Oh, it must be a ta- like a it's Taiwanese pr- currency or yes, something. Oh, okay. I think it's, it's yeah. So our, 1.08 our TN. Apologies there. Um, the move comes as Sony has been restructuring its TV business, which has been making a loss for the past seven years. Samsung, meanwhile, has gone on to become the world's largest maker of TVs and flat screen panels. Samsung Electronics said in a statement that under the agreement, Samsung will acquire all of Sony's shares of SLCD Corporation, the two companies' LCD panel manufacturing joint venture, making SLCD a wholly owned subsidiary of Samsung. In a unique tech age lawsuit, a man is being sued for keeping Twitter followers that he attracted while working for a U.S. mobile news website. Noah Kravitz tweeted for Phone Dog, but later changed his username when he left the company, taking 17,000 followers with him. The company is now seeking damages of 2.5, one point six. Um, okay, two point. That, that's two dollars and fifty cents, or one point <laughs> six pounds per user. Well, we've been talking millions. Oh, and per user per month. Per, oh yeah, my goodness. Thinking, <laughs> we're looking for at this damages of two dollars and fifty cents, and I want one pound sixty. <laughs> one pound sixty. I'll buy you a coffee, and we've settled. Okay. <laughs> Per okay. user. Now gotcha. that we've got that straight. Per month, a Who total this stuff? of $370,000. Wow. In a written, I'm going to try and be more serious when I'm doing the news from now on. <laughs> in a written statement, Phone Dog said, The costs and resources invested by Phone Dog Media into growing its followers, fans, and general brand awareness through social media are substantial and are considered property of Phone Dog Media. The 17,000 followers, which have since risen to 22,000, had uh, built up by had been built up by Mr. Kravitz during his four years at the company where he worked as a blogger. That is wild and that scary. Is something you know. Every new technology has its little uh, wow challenges and. Mm-hmm. Okay, an Italian watchdog has fined Apple the equivalent of one point two million dollars for its handling of customer guarantees. The country's antitrust authority said Apple had failed to inform shoppers of their legal right to two years technical support, recognizing instead only a one-year standard warranty. 
It said the firm's action had led people to pay extra for Apple's own support service, which overlapped in part with the free guarantee and the information provided about the service and the lack of clarification about customers' rights combined to induce consumers to sign an additional contract. Apple has yet to comment on the case. And by extension, I won't comment either. Here's something that seems like it's out of a 1980s movie of what the future would be like. A smart vending machine that analyzes the age and gender of the person using it has been launched in the U.S. It's a combined effort of Intel and Kraft Foods. Hmm. It's called the iSample and is being used to offer customers trials of a new dessert. It allows Kraft to tailor the product to the shopper and exclude children from the adult-focused promotion. Intel says it intends to retrofit the technology to existing vending machines to allow companies to study what type of people are buying their products. Wow. The machine recognizes the shape of the human face. A computer processor then carries out a series of calculations based on measurements such as the distance between the eyes, nose, and ears. Question. Does it sample a Vulcan face? I'm not sure. We lost our Vulcan. Don't know how that happened. Where did our Vulcan go? (laughs) This sounds like racial profiling by a machine. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Did I say that out loud? Okay. These are used to determine the sex of the shopper and place them in one of four age brackets. Wow. This data is then used to determine what, if any, product the shopper should be served. I believe you are a woman. Have a chocolate. Like, what on earth are they doing? Michelle Tinsley, Intel's general manager of personal solutions, told the BBC, it's actually very quick. It's a fraction of a second. Wow. (laughs) You look like Eric Kidd. Have a beer. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. My reputation precedes me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's unreal. (sighs) Yeah, you can get... The full story is at category5.tv slash newsroom. The category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Eric Kidd. Eric, thanks, man. (laughs) This episode of Category 5 TV is brought to you by GardengateFarms.com. Certified organic broccoli sprout and wheatgrass juice helps boost your immunity. Check it out, GardengateFarms.com. Also, Planet Calypso, you can download the free online massive multiplayer online role-playing game at cat5.tv slash Calypso. I had to say it like that because somebody said, well, what's an MMORPG? Yeah, what is one of those? And it's no wonder that they shortened it. <laughs> Check out oh. Pogo Plug, cat5.tv slash Pogo Plug. Very awesome device. We're going to be giving away one, the final one of 2011 tonight. So stick around, but do check them out, cat5.tv slash Pogo Plug, and you will get your free 5 gigabyte personal cloud. Wow. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So those kids in the chat room are... Harkening back to the time we uh, did the uh, the closed captioning by YouTube. Oh, yeah, there. You mean YouTube when they decided to close caption the show? Yes, using automated response. Yes, and uh, wow, I said I'm Eric Kidd, and it captioned anti-American. I'm and up until Google told me, I didn't uh, know I've that had you were death anti-American since that time. Yeah. No, I haven't actually, but. <laughs> I'm scared to cross the border from Google. <laughs> I'm from scared to cross the border. <laughs> okay, unbelievable. Okay, so tonight, uh, of course, you've still got a chance. I've received uh, Yana Love's uh, testimonial. I've got Paul Cabrera has posted a testimonial. Go to our website, cat5.tv slash testimonials, and you can submit your own. You've got to do it before the end of the show if you'd like to win a pogo plug. Uh, We've got a handful of entries already, so uh, check it out, cat5.tv slash testimonials. In the meantime, we're going to be taking a look at Gorgeous, the operating system, the distribution of Linux that uh, that is the, the kind of the the I, I think I hear <laughs> somebody voice. calling daddy. Yes. <laughs> yes, Becca. <laughs> I thought oh, that was dear. Rachel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, Debian. <laughs> you never know what you'll get, folks. Who is you Debbie? Know. Debian okay. is an is an 
let's let's really yeah, I'm going to dumb it down for you. Debian is a Linux it's a Linux com- computer operating system. I was trying to make light or something. I've installed Debian here from this is kind of cool. It's the business card installation and it's 46 megabytes. You can download it from their website. I will post links for you in the show notes for episode number 223. Uh, you can go to our website, category5.tv, to get those uh, show notes. Here we are, Debian base install. And remember that Debian is what a lot of the distributions that are popular are actually based on these days. So you've got Ubuntu based on Debian. You've got Linux Mint based on Ubuntu, which is based on Debian. And they're basing the new Linux Mint, uh, the Debian release, on, take a guess, Debian. That would have been my guess. That is not just, it's not just a clever name, you know. It is clever. When they say based on Debian. It's ingenious. So here we are. You notice that it looks very much like your traditional style, GNOME 2.32 Ubuntu, if you will. Only a fool wouldn't recognize that. Only a fool. (laughs) Speaking of fools. The poor guy who just said, (laughs) I don't recognize that. I was saying I didn't. We're not saying that you're a fool. Speaking of fools, have you seen the way people park in the the visitor parking at this complex? Oh, my goodness. Okay, carry on. <laughs> I have your permission. <laughs> the people want to learn, Eric. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, it's, it's what you would expect from a Linux operating system. It's got the base stuff. It's got, uh, it's got your web browser and everything else. Office Suite. It's using OpenOffice, not LibreOffice or LibreOffice. But uh, it is... Libre. Libra. No, it is, it, you know, it's real. just a basic, as far as the look goes, it's not customized. It's, it's nice. It's sleek. It's very fast. It's tested like to be. might have copied Bill Gates' Windows look. No, this is, uh, this is GNOME, the original GNOME 2.x uh, kind of interface. But I kind of like that. I like that they have stuck with, because Debian is traditionally a, a server operating system. They are now, you know, it's, they, their installation will install a desktop for you out of the box. Very, very nice. What we're going to do, though, is we're going to go into Synaptic Package does it have Manager. Java? It uh, does, yeah. Still? Well, but it, it won't? No, it doesn't out of the box, I don't think, because oh. Java's not free, right? So it, it can't, but. But it, yeah, you can install it. There's Java Package and Java Common and stuff. Okay, there you go. But, uh, anyways. So, Synaptic Package Manager. Well, hello. We're just full of distractions tonight. Are you joining us? Welcome. <laughs> I All, right. Sit on the couch. All right, see ya. <laughs> so in Synaptic Package Manager, this is a, a great tool for you to be able to install some Linux inst- uh, software. So what I'm going to do is, first of all, we're going to kind of customize our desktop by going Compiz. I just type in the word Compiz, okay? I'm going to click and mark for installation. This is going to tell me what else it needs in order to run. Here we go. <laughs> what has happened to my show? <laughs> she wins. Okay, so we've got Compiz. This is going to give us some cool effects, right? We want to have Compiz Fusion Plugins Main. That's going to give us some of the plugins. Compiz Fusion Plugins Extra, which is going to give us some cool special effects like uh, fire effect when you close your windows and things like that. Let's see what else it offers us with the search query for Compiz. Fusion icon. You might find that helpful if you want to use the GUI. Let's install it. It Tells me a couple of different things that are available to install. There we go. One more thing that I really want with my Compiz is called Compiz Config Settings Manager. Now, I I may have overlooked it there. I don't... Oh, there it is there. Compiz Config Dash Settings Dash Manager. I'm going to install that. That is going to, in fact, allow me to configure Compiz so that I can customize my desktop very well. So now with those installed. I'm going to install that now. It's going to do it right on the internet. No need for disks or anything like that. Here we go. So Compiz is going to allow us to uh, basically configure our I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> our Debian to look uh, more like a, a very cool operating system that we've customized. Here we go. 
if you could watch the chat room and just kind of let me know if there are any questions or what I would ask is, you know, is there something about uh, Ubuntu that you really love? Um, staying away from GNOME 3, staying away from uh, Unity, uh, but certainly, you know, feature-wise, what I'm going to do here is actually create uh, an environment that, uh, that to me, is, is much more enjoyable to use as a desktop operating system. So that's done. Compass is already installed. So what I can do, I can close out of Synaptic Package Manager. I'm going to hit Alt-F2. And I'm going to type compiz dash dash replace. And what that's going to do is it's going to replace Metacity and run compiz instead as a windowing manager. There it goes, and now it's up. So now if I go accessories, terminal, I'm actually in compiz. Okay? So it doesn't look any different yet. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to go system, preferences, compiz config, settings manager. And when that comes up, now let's do things like this. I'm going to search for animations up here in filter. And over here, I'm going to turn on animations. It says this requires the regex matching, which I'm going to allow, enable regex matching. So it checks for dependencies and conflicts at the same time. I'm going to add animations add-on. That's what I was saying about having fire and things like that. So now I actually am going to have some animations when I open and close windows. See how it kind of bubbled in and then yeah. disappeared. So now if I click on, I'm going to single click on the animations icon, and you'll see that here I'm at the open animation. It's going to zoom, and it's got a time of 200 milliseconds. I'm going to change that to, let's say, around 5, 600. Close that. The close animation. Double click on where it says zoom. This is the actual animation that it's going to do. Pardon me, when you close an application, double click on that. Notice how that came up now, a nice fly-in with the zoom feature. I'm going to change this to Burn. You can change it to whatever you like. Burn. Set the timing to something a little bit higher. And you may need to experiment with that based on your, your system clock. So now when I close this, <coughs> it's actually going to flame away. So you can go through all of these. Minimize, shade, all the different animations. You can change them to whatever you like. If I minimize something, for example, I may want it to explode instead of just you know, minimizing to the tra taskbar. So now if I minimize this, it actually blows up. <laughs> so it, it's kind of cool. Is using a lot of processing? Uh, it's to some degree. It's mostly GPU um, as opposed to CPU. So it's going to be using your, your graphics card. Um, but d depending on how much, uh, how many effects you put in, uh, it's going to change the way that it performs. So f the flames use shadowing or shading techniques. Uh, so that may use a, uh, quite a bit more power than, say, the explosion technique, oh, the okay. animation. But what you can do, if that's the case, as you can see on your screen here, I'm going to go to I'm going to go back to animations. I'm going to click on animations add-on, and I'm going to go to burn. And you'll see that I have the ability to change the number of fire particles. The less there are, the less processor power it's going to use, the size, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And certainly things like fire smoke, if you have that on it will use a lot more power than Is if it's off. Is that what was wrong with my laptop earlier? The one you blew up before I got here? No. <laughs> that was legit. That was legit. Okay. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to go Sorry, back. Jack, that was legit. Okay. Now, next step, I want to add the desktop cube. So I'm going to filter for cube. You see that I've got the option to turn on desktop cube, which does nothing unless I also enable rotate cube. Okay. Now, I have this w weird flappy thing there. Boom, boom. Because what I have right now is two desktops to work with. So it's not actually a cube. What, I'm, what I want to do is I want to go to my general options, which I'm, I'm filtering because I know what I'm looking for. You can just scroll through this list. Okay? Up at the top here is general options. I'm going to go to desktop size. And I'm going to change it from 2 to 4. Okay? So when it's 4, now I actually have a cube. And what that allows me to do is be more productive because I now have four desktop workspaces. If I go back to my desktop zoom, uh, my rotate cube, pardon me, and let's change the zoom to something out there, now you'll see that it'll actually zoom out. Ooh. Change the speed so it's a little bit slower so you can actually see the effect. I'm hitting Control, Alt, and my left and right arrow. So now I can bring up my home folder here and go back here. I can go over here, my home folder is still there, I can go over here and I can have my web browser up. And it actually gives me more productive space because I can go like that, 
and like that, and so now I've got a fully clean playing games. And when the boss walks in, you can hit that. It's the ultimate boom, boss key. Your... The ultimate boss key. Beautiful. Yeah. But that said, for productivity reasons, of course, if you're developing something or working away on something, you don't want MSN chat popping up, blocking no, what you're working on. So you put that on a particular desktop, put Facebook or Twitter on a particular desktop, and you're good to go. The next thing that, uh, now here's something that may happen to you. Let's say the uh, X button's up here and, and this kind of stuff aren't working for you. Compiz con controls everything as far as your your window looks and, and ability to move windows and stuff. So if you're having trouble moving windows, see this I've got turned on, move window. So you, if that's turned off, you won't be able to move your windows around the screen. So you'll be going, well, how come, oh, it's turned on right now, if it's off, once it kicks in, now it's forcing me to. But if your installation defaults to off, you need to make sure that move window is on. Also, there's one called decorate. Window decoration. If that one is turned off, you're going to lose this title bar, and you're going to lose the X button and all that. So make sure window decoration is actually enabled. And if it's not, you can always bring up Compass Config Settings Manager. That's why we installed it, so that you can fix things that aren't working. Um, so familiarizing yourself with the okay. basics of the, of the plugins and things. But those essentially are going to get you to the point where you're able to do all of this cool stuff. People see that I'm able to zoom in on my computer like this. It's a very cool feature, and it is provided by Compass Fusion. You can actually find that by going to Enhanced Zoom Desktop and actually just turn that on. Once that's turned on, you can actually hold in your Windows button, zoom in with your mouse wheel, and you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to zoom in on your desktop. It's very, very cool. Any questions in the chat room at this point? Or? Well, we had a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, one was not quite related to that. But well, let's stick to the stuff that's related to um, it because we're so you know, far wondering off if there was one else. that would be good for a five-year-old, like an educational oh, like version a, of... Uh, um, Edge Ubuntu is a good starting point for okay. that. There are distributions that are specifically geared towards young children. There are actual desktop environments that are geared towards young children, uh, but that's unrelated to what we're looking at at the right. moment. So I'll ask that you, you know, pop me an email with that question, and I'll, I'll be happy to demonstrate a couple of uh, different options that are out there. There are actual desktop environments that literally, you know, <coughs> strip away some of the, the complicated stuff and give you access, your kids' access, to just a point-and-click um, interface. But, and what's neat is you can set it up as a, because Linux uses sessions, you can set up your kids' login to default to that desktop environment, but then you could default to this other desktop environment so you still be able to use your computer as normal. So you don't have to have a dedicated computer for that environment. Very cool stuff. Uh, does Compass. GCompre is good as well for does kids. Does Compass work in GNOME Classic? That's, <clears throat> that's what we're looking at, okay. yep. So, yes, indeed it does. Yep. The other one that I would turn on is 3D Windows. It's pretty cool. See 3D windows? It actually pops out your windows. Now, I can't do the Control-Alt-Rotate, so I have to do the, this one here. But if you hold Control-Alt and then click your mouse, you'll actually rotate your cube. And if that 3D windows is turned on, those windows will actually pop out of your cube. And it's a cool effect. It has nothing to do with productivity. It just looks nice. Using Compiz, you're going to be able to completely beautify your Debian installation. It's going to look really, really nice. Uh, and you're going to be able to customize it the way that you like. Right-click on your desktop, go change my desktop background. You can go through, make it look the way that you like. Change it to just a, a, a solid color. Go to a vertical gradient. Change it to, say, black and... See, I may tone down the, the, the fire because on my processor it's, it's a little bit slow. Easy to do. So now I'll put a gradient on my desktop, make it look you know, more the way that I would like it to look. Looking pretty sleek at this point. Everything's kind of fading in. Well. And I've got a fully functioning Linux desktop with these kind of nice effects. Works really well. It's super, super fast. Debian out of the box is going to be a lot faster than uh, some of the other distributions because it's, it's really a base uh, system that is designed for you to build upon. So really, really nice. Check out the show notes for episode number 223. We're going to give you all the links that you need in order to get the tools that I've shown you here. But again, once you've installed Debian, you can get them all through Synap Synaptic cool. Package Manager. Um, so very easy to, uh, to set up. Another one that, uh, that I really like is called, Ex uh, I think it's called Expose. They've changed it for, for go through, check them out. They're really cool as far as Compass Config Settings Manager. 
Expo. It was Expose. It's called Expo. When you turn on that plugin, hit your Windows key and the E button, and now you can drag Windows around like that. Type in the word Wobbly. Turn on Wobbly Windows, and now you've got this effect now. Wobbly like uh, when Rachel was playing uh, billiards. How did you get in there? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. That is, uh, you know, my way of kind of taking Debian and making it uh, work really well for me. What is happening? I really, I mean, security. 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 Well, you know, all right. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, we've got a draw for a pogo plug. Uh, it's, it's the final draw of the year. Of course, Happy New Year to everybody. It's so nice uh, that you've been with, with us uh, for the year. I just heard my uh, iPod Touch here go, so I just need to make sure. That is a, a, another testimonial. This one comes to us from Robert Reed. So I'm adding you to the list here. Robert Reed. And we're going to have to cut off the, uh, the submissions at this point. We've got a handful more. Leland, got you, buddy. I've also got uh, Penny in there as well. We've got a testimonial from Robert Gorsinski. Here we go. And our final entry for tonight, Dennis <laughs> Kelly. So glad you did get in there, Dennis. There's a Vulcan giving me uh, some uh, prompts here. Children, children behave. Children. Come on, children. Don't make me get out the cane. My son told me to come and ask you a question today, and are we going to have time for that? Because he won't <laughs> let me come back next time if we don't. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not. You can't come back. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to head over to random.org. I'm going to generate a random number. Random.org. It taps into the terrestrial bodies. Pick randomizes everything. <laughs> Why don't we just get Rachel to pick a number? Pick Can a number between 1 and 12. <laughs> okay, so that's exactly what we're going to ask the random.org number generator to do. A random number between 1 and 12. Ladies and gentlemen, drum roll please. Generating the number 12. And so, there. Oh, I'm serious, it works. If okay. I generate it now, 12 is our winner. If I generate again, 1, 2, 10. See, every time I generate. 12 is our winner. Our winner tonight is Dennis Kelly. Dennis Dennis. Kelly. Way to get in at the last second there. What the heck? Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, sir. You are a proud owner of a pogo plug. Uh, So all you have to do, Dennis, is uh, email us live at category5.tv. Send me your full mailing address, your phone number for the courier, and uh, we'll get that out to you right away. So congratulations. And we're going to send Rachel along with that. There you go. (laughs) No, we're not. Congratulations, Dennis. Thanks, everybody. It's been a fun year. I mean, we've had a lot of fun. And uh, tonight's a little bit, you know, it's our, our, this is technically our uh, New Year's party special. Oh, well, I would have brought hats and noisemakers. Well, yeah, yeah. well, we brought. We didn't. Oh my goodness! I can't believe that I didn't bring noisemakers. I should have. We're still in Christmas mode with the kids. It's like we we got unpacked yesterday and very cool. Rachel took this little puzzle and made it into a knot. Made it more complicated. So oh, you you just won. Perfect. I win. Did I can't w- leave anything on the desk here for him. Okay. <laughs> Thanks everybody. I hope you have a uh, wonderful week. Happy New Year to you. And uh, it's been fun having you here. Uh, pop us an email live at category5.tv this week if you have a question for us. So, Are we going to five after today? You're right. Yes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Got time for another you question. Know, One more question. Actually, Throw it at me. Oh, another question. Okay, well, I'm going to ask. The, uh, my son moved over to the know. dark side. The dark side? Yeah. He, he went and he bought himself uh, an Apple. An iMac. Okay. Um, what was his deciding factor? I mean, Dad must have been there going, No, son, you got to go Linux. Actually, I'm, whoa, somebody just uh, had a big... Uh, um, yeah, um, no, I suggested, uh, you know, most of the world uh, works on a, on a PC. But um, he uh, really liked it. And a lot of his friends who do music applications and art things are 
big Apple fan. So mm-hmm. I'm saying you're going to plug that into the internet without any uh, antivirus? He says, there's no viruses for Macs. And I said, apparently of late, now that there's more Macs floating around out there, those nasty folks who uh, do that sort of thing have uh, developed some for some. Yeah, a lot of those kind of viruses, though, still boil down to um, user error. Oh, okay. Right. It's like the it's like the malware of the Windows world. It's not. It's not. It wouldn't be a problem if people would stop saying okay. Right. Right. But because hackers and programmers know, you know what? People are just they get annoyed with the pop-ups. They get annoyed with the. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? They just hit okay, 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 and all of a sudden you've just approved the installation of these kind of viruses. So that's right. when, you know, you're going to see that kind of stuff on Mac for sure. Well, I, I remember you recommending a product for, you know, Windows type thing, and that was, I think it was Nod32. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have, have one for Mac. ESET Cybersecurity. Do you think it's, it's, uh, it's uh, necessary, it's, or do you think... It's a tough call, because like Linux, it's like you, you want to stop viruses in their tracks because you don't want people on your mailing list to, because there are friends that have windows those are the ones right. who are really uh, susceptible so if you are not protected a virus could go through your you know say say i had a virus on my windows machine i sent you an email and you forwarded it on you're on mac so you didn't get the virus but you forwarded it to 10 people and mum was on that cc oh. and all of a sudden now mum has it so mm-hmm. by having that cybersecurity product you're you're it's, yeah sure it protects yourself like getting your flu shot even though you're not really worried to protect about the elderly the flu yeah yeah um so I had that happen to me case. this year. Took mom in to get her flu shot and said, well, you better roll up your sleeve too, Eric. Well, no, yeah. no, no. Well, come on, Eric. So I got my shot too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really what it boils. That's the real issue okay. at hand. Now, does it protect you? Yes. So when Mac viruses do come out, and there are a few, um, you'll be protected from it with something like cyber cybersecurity from ESET. So, but that said, is it required at this point? Mm, that's you'd have to make that call yourself i think for novice users i think what it boils down to though as a novice user the person who is at most risk of clicking okay on something that they shouldn't they should have an antivirus installed okay and actually it was just suggested and that's always good advice is Mm -hmm. uh, somebody said um tell your son to run it as a user not as the administrator Definitely. and yeah. i haven't uh, seen how he set it up but same goes quite likely he exactly. set it up and he's in there as administrator so chris reich stresses that there are trojans for mac but not viruses and that's kind of what i'm i'm saying is that you know you're better safe than sorry just in case something does come out but what is out there right now really boils down to you know what what does the user do okay so you want some kind of protection to protect you from making that mistake of allowing a trojan or a rootkit or something into your system Alrighty, I will pass that information along. Hmm. Cool. All right. Any other questions? We've got uh, two minutes here. That's not a lot of time, but maybe a quick question. There was a question. Uh, actually, it was suggested. Oh, what do we do here? All right. Um, well. <laughs> 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 um, okay. As uh, Rob Gore is asking in the chat room, uh, if I have any suggestions for speeding up read/write access to a NAS device. Um, it, what operating system are you using? I guess really what it boils down to is get get it on its own bus, um, essentially. If you've got lots of USB things and, and you're using a USB drive, get it on its own USB PCI Express card. That's going to give it dedicated channel. It's going to give it its own. Uh, it's the same way that we have to run the cameras here, right? We're using USB cameras, so we have to run those on their own dedicated USB 3.0 cards. So if we didn't, we would bottleneck as soon as we plugged in two cards. So... Uh, Chris Reich says, yeah, it really depends on where the bottleneck is. But if it's on the bus, if you've got lots of other, if you've got a scanner, a printer, and uh, and a webcam, even if it's a built-in webcam, keep in mind, because it's still going to be USB. If you've got all these things on your computer, they're using your USB bus. So you're sharing those resources. So you want to get it off of that. That would be the first thing. Uh, Jot says they could be, oh, it's, it's a NAS. So this is like over the network. So you're looking at network hardware. Make sure you're gigabit. Make sure you've right. got a good switch. Uh, make sure that you are, um, you know, connected at a true gigabit connection to the switch, and get your NAS box plugged into a, a gigabit switch as well, um, so that you're connected at a thousand megabits a second instead of ten over one hundred. So that would be the the first thing. Double check on the speed of your network. Check the hardware. Cool, everybody. 
Uh, it looks like uh, Rob Gore. There are going to be some more suggestions here for you in the uh, in the chat room, more so than I can get into with the okay. short time that we have. Glad that you've got a gigabit switch. That's great. Uh, green drives uh, it could be, but I mean that's not that's not going to cause too too much of a slowdown as far as green drives go, uh, unless they're like really slow. But again, even at fifty four hundred RPM. It's your bottleneck is going to be the network because it's still only a gigabit, right? So, fiber channel, you know. But how many people are connecting to it? That's going to make a difference. If you've got lots of people sharing it, everybody who's connecting to it is going to be using the throughput of the drive plus the throughput of your network. So, uh, switching networks are not as bad as they as the old network style. So, even if there is network traffic, you should still be able to get some good good speed. But if a lot of people are connecting to the same device, then guess what? You've only got a gigabit to share among all of your users. Three people, five people connected to that. All of a sudden, it's cut in five chunks, basically, because it's sharing the bandwidth to that one device. So keep it, uh, keep it as simple as possible when you need speed. Sometimes it means turning off a couple computers on the network. Uh, certainly don't be running torrents or anything onto the server, onto the NAS box yeah, when you're trying to watch movies. Yeah. So good luck. And you have a fantastic week. Uh, we will talk to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and reprimand Rachel right now. I know lots of people in the chat room say, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do? Actually, and it was suggested a couple of times, don't touch the Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> they can probably can hear. touch the Vulcan again for us? <laughs> Everybody, uh, happy new year. It's been nice having you here. Uh, be year. safe. That's that's important, and I look yeah. forward to talking to you next Tuesday night. Be safe. So. I'm going out to hockey right after this. Yeah. So, yeah. Enjoy. Playing well this best. season? Hey, I, I get to touch the puck every once in a while. That's good. I haven't fallen down and hurt myself. so Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, all. Take care. Have a great week. Have a great week. See ya. See ya.